where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Each of these media creates a uh, new environment. It creates a new situation for human association and human perception. Any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the effect of a medium. It has that total pervasive effect. That is the message that social change that is brought about. The content of the medium is never the message because the content is always the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North for the week of April the 2nd, 2023, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Greg David. And I would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service for episode 260 of TVA, the podcast. Hello, everybody. I uh, hope everyone listening has had a great several weeks. Uh, thank you for joining me, uh, for streaming the podcast, for downloading it onto all of your devices. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, so obviously, first of all, uh, you may have noticed that you just have my lone annoying voice in your ears this week. And, uh, that's because, uh, Amy is, uh, taking a little bit of a break from the podcast, um, for the next little while. Um, and, uh, to, as she takes care of some stuff. So we absolutely wish her all the best while she does that. And, uh, hopefully she's able to join us soon. In the meantime, though, you are stuck with me. So before we get into uh, the calendars, some news stories, and talk about part two of the Canadian Screen Awards nominations, um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet this week for the beverage update. Um, because I'm recording early on Sunday, April the 2nd, I have just recently switched from coffee over to water to keep myself hydrated. But later on this afternoon, uh, because the Blue Jays are in the middle of their opening weekend for the uh, 2023 baseball season, they're playing uh, St. Louis later this afternoon, and I will be drinking some Tremblay lager beers while I watch them hopefully take two out of three from St. Louis. Okay, so let's take a look at the calendar uh, for the next couple of weeks, uh, the Canadian television calendar. And um, something uh, that's coming up later on this week, and you can actually uh, right now go to tva.com and read the preview about this, but on uh, Friday, April the 7th at 7 p.m. on TVO. So if you're in Ontario, you'll be able to get this. And uh, after it's broadcast on TVO, you'll be able to stream it around the country on tvo.org and also on TVO, uh, TVO's uh, YouTube website. But it's called Tripping Train 185. And this is from uh, Mitch Azaria, who I've spoken to a few times over the years because he uh, created this great... Um, He's kind of adapted the, not adapted, but it's the slow TV genre where you film something that's happening as it happens. And, uh, you know, depending on how long that takes, that's how long the broadcast is. And it's something that's done in the, um, I believe it was in Norway or, or, yeah, I think it's Norwegian in, in its origin. And it's meant to be kind of calming. And, um, and in this case, what Mitch Azaria has done for TVO for, uh, uh, three uh, documentaries uh, in the past are the first one was Tripping the Rideau Canal, where he and a camera uh, went along the Rideau Canal um, from about Manitick, Ontario, all the way to where um, the, uh, the the canal ends in downtown Ottawa. And I think it's about a four-hour four, four hour, um, trip. 
Um, he followed that up with uh, tripping the Niagara, so going along the Niagara River. He followed the third one in the series was uh, tripping the Bruce, where he was on a sailboat uh, going up the Bruce Peninsula. And again, these are several hours long, and it's a camera, um, you know, off the side of a boat or coming up out of a boat to to show some overhead shots. So the latest one is tripping train 185, and it's three hours long, and it tracks uh, a three hours of of trip between Sudbury and White River, Ontario. And it's train 185, which is a via rail train. It's a bud, uh, bud cars, which are historical. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. Um, if you go to TVA, uh, like I said, TVA.com, you can read the preview there. You can read some quotes um, from Mitch on how this was all made and some of the logistics of filming on a working via rail train. So that's coming up, like I said, Friday, uh, April the 7th at 7 p.m. Uh, but before that, Thursday, April the 6th, is Slasher Ripper on Hollywood Suite. And this is uh, from the sick minds of Aaron Martin, who's the original series creator, and Ian Carpenter, who has joined him on this quest. And we talked about this back when um, Shaftesbury announced it. Um, this is the latest series in this franchise. And uh, it's set in Toronto in, I think it's the 1800s. Uh, and uh, just about this serial killer called the widow uh killing people um eight episodes at least one person dies per episode and uh eric mccormick is in this uh anybody that's been involved uh in uh, past iterations of slasher um uh, is is also involved in this as well uh really really good stuff i'm going to be hopefully speaking to aaron and ian later this week uh, so you can look for that interview on tva.com but really really well done i think this is my favorite season of slasher uh for a few reasons um it's set in period so i love it whenever anything is done in in period um you know just love that stuff i'm also a huge fan of the horror genre uh and what's always interesting about what aaron and ian do with the slasher slasher franchise are the performances that they pull out of the actors and actresses um just wonderful wonderful performances in this season capped off by eric mccormick in an unforgettable role so look for that on the website um very soon uh, and then, uh, so that'll be it uh, for the next couple of weeks. As we get into the last week of April, we've got some other shows to talk about as well, but um, I will wait and uh, talk about those uh, later. So let's get to some Canadian TV industry news stories that have dropped since uh, we last recorded. And uh, this came out um, March the 30th. CBC, Netflix, and APTN Greenlight New Arctic Comedy Series. Um, this announcement is just that this is an untitled Arctic comedy. And the show was created and is going to be written by Inuit film and television writer and producer Stacey Aglock McDonald and Inuit filmmaker um, Elthea. Arnacook Barrel. I hope I pronounced that right. I apologize if I didn't. And also on board as part of this uh, project are Miranda de Poncier, which people will remember from Anne with an E, and uh, Susan Coyne as well. So we've got some really big heavy hitters involved in this project. Um, all we know really at this point is that uh, the logline for the project is that a young Inuk mother wants to build a new future for herself, but it won't be easy in her small Arctic town where everyone knows your business. I mean, anybody that lives in a small town knows that that's, uh, that is really, really true. And uh, so, yeah, a great uh, indigenous angle to the story. Um, just a bunch of quotes uh, that were released 
at the same time that I'm not going to go into right now. But, uh, you know, the folks that are involved in this, um, Stacy worked on uh, Grizzlies, uh, as did um, Althea. They both worked on Grizzlies, the feature film that Miranda de Poncier made, which is... Uh, which is which is great. Um, you should definitely check that out. I think it's on Crave or HBO Canada. Uh, but a great, great movie. And um, and Susan Quinn, of course, Mozart in the Jungle. She uh, most recently worked on Daisy Jones and the Six, also Slings and Arrows. And uh, Gary Campbell is also an executive producer on this project, and he worked on The Kids in the Hall and also Less Than Kind. Oh, Less Than Kind. I missed that show. Uh, so yeah, so a little bit of news there, um, other than the fact that it's been greenlit and we've got some log lines and the producers and writers involved, uh, no casting information yet on that one. Bit of a no-brainer here uh, that Transplant is set to return, uh, return excuse me, for a fourth season on CTV. Uh, reading from the press release, CTV announced today that original drama Trans Transplant is returning for season four. It's the most watched Canadian drama series with total viewers and all key demos. And um, as we're going to talk about, received a, a whole whack of Canadian Screen Award nominations, including uh, for Best Drama, which uh, Amy and I spoke about the last time we recorded together. Uh, filming is going to kick off in Montreal again uh, this spring, which is fantastic. Uh, everybody in the cast is uh, going to be back, uh, back from uh, the season three cast. Um, and uh, yeah, there we go. Transplant, created by Joseph K. He's also going to be the the he's also the executive producer and showrunner. Um, so fantastic news! You know, we uh, speak often about how much we love Transplant, and uh, so great that there's going to be a fourth season coming up on that. Some more renewal news. This out of CBC. Run the Burbs, Son of a Critch, and This Hour Has 22 Minutes are all going to be back on CBC. Um, this is reinforcing, as CBC says, it. Its status as Canada's go-to destination for Canadian comedy, uh, Run, Run the Burbs and Son of a Critch are Son of a Critch are coming back for third seasons, and This Hour has 22 minutes returning for its 31st season next year. Um, so the odd man out, unfortunately, in this one is Astrays, uh, which is you know kind of the unofficial Kim's Convenience spinoff. Um, that one will not be coming back. So it was uh, it was uh, we got two seasons of Strays, but it will not be back for a third season. So some sad news there amongst the good news about that trio of, of programs. And uh, also, the Jim Henson Company and Marvel Media are developing a new original live-action comedy series called Felix. Uh, Marvel Media, we've talked about before on this podcast, about Blown Away and some of the other reality program competition series that they're doing. Uh, well, they've teamed up with the Jim Henson Company and are partnering once again. This time, it's for the original scripted comedy series, Felix. Uh, Ten episodes at 30 minutes, minutes each, uh, which they say will break new ground by debunking the stereotypes and stigmatization around neurodiversity and mental health challenges among children. A really interesting story. This was created by Miklos Perlis and inspired by his neurodivergent son. Felix is a live-action comedy about his boy, his family, and his feels. Five original characters to be, be created by Jim Henson's Creature Shop that manifest his larger-than-life emotions. They live in his house. They follow him to school. They eat all the good snacks. They're like the worst pets ever. And now that Felix attends a school 
for neurodivergent kids like him. He's, he's finally learning how to live with his very real emotions. You know, this is just great. You know, we talk about neurodivergence. We talk about um, some of the programming that's happening over on AMI, where I work as the communication specialist, where we're, you know, making uh, programming for and by members of the blind and partially sighted community and the disability community at large. It's really great to see, again, um, the, this diversity with regard to storytelling and the normalization of uh, the neuro neurodiverse and, and, and people of all abilities in this country. Uh, CBC is already doing that with a few programs like PUSH, um, which you can see on CBC Gem and, and also on, uh, it's on CBC Gem right now. I can't remember if it's on CBC, but uh, if, it, if it isn't, it will be soon. And, and here we are with uh, Felix dealing with the neuro, neurodivergent storylines from, uh, from the standpoint of a child. So, um, yeah, really, really looking forward to, uh, to more uh, about this project and, uh, and speaking, obviously, to the creative folks behind that. The last project that Marble Media and the Jim Henson Company partnered with was uh, Hi, Opie, and uh, the spinoff Opie's Home, which I covered uh, for TVA. So a little bit of news dropping. Those are the, the big news stories that happened uh, since we, uh, we last recorded. And um, so I want to spend the last few minutes of the uh, podcast just talking about uh, the uh, nominations for the Canadian Screen Awards. The Canadian Screen Awards are coming up um, very soon, and uh, TVA will be there re re uh, reporting uh, and covering um, uh, not only the gala, but also the lead-up to the gala where they're giving out awards for um, you know, the creative awards as well as the sports and news awards, documentaries, that type of thing. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, the lead performer categories. So the Canadian Academy has gotten rid of best lead actress and best lead actor categories and um, put them together into performer categories, which I think is fantastic, first of all. Um, you know, why do you have to have it men versus women? I, I don't think you need to. Um, you know, they're, they're all equally, uh, everybody in these categories are, are all, you know, equally fantastic, so why not put them head-to-head? -head? And uh, it actually puts it some really, really interesting head-to-head -head competitions, especially when you get into some of the shows where, uh, you know, co-stars are up against each other in the same category. Now, that's not new, but it is interesting when you're putting up um, people who identify as male up against people who identify as male in the same categories. So best lead performer in a comedy, we've got Megan Rath from Children Ruin Everything, Meredith McNeil from Pretty Hard Cases, Adrian C. Moore from Pretty Hard Cases, Raki Morzaria from Run the Burbs, Andrew Fung for Run the Burbs, Bilal Begg for Sort Of, Danny Kind for Working Moms, and Catherine Reitman for Working Moms. I mean, this is a strong, strong category. Uh, this is a difficult one to call. You know, I think the standout for me personally would be Bilal Bag for Sort Of, but you really can't take anything away from the work that Megan Rath does on Children Ruin Everything. Meredith McNeil and Adrian Seymour, as everybody knows, that watches Pretty Hard Cases, the heavy lifting that they do every week. I think, you know, it's what's interesting is is uh, Rock, uh, Rocky Mazaria and Andrew Fung for Run the Burbs. I think that that show is really, really hitting its stride in its second season. You know, the, the first season of a show is always kind of not necessarily going through growing pains, but everybody's trying to figure out who their characters are. And as well established as those characters were in the first season of Run the Burbs, I think the show has really, really uh, 
excellent in this second season with regard to some of the storytelling. The writing is very, very strong, and the performances are great. Um, so, you know, I, I'd be happy with either of them. And, of course, you know, my heart is with working moms as well. You know, nothing better than, you know, kind of going out um, – you know this this final season of the show going out with with a win in this category so you know i i think anybody is uh is is equally uh, deserving um of of, uh, of taking home the trophy in this and, and it'll be really interesting to see what the academy decides in the comedy category for best lead performer equally strong best lead performer in a drama we've got mako nyoyan in hudson and rex john reardon for hudson and rex Jennifer Finnegan for Moonshine, Amal Amin for The Porter, Ronnie Rowe Jr. for The Porter, Muna Traore for The Porter, and Hazma Haq for Transplant, and his co-star Laurence LeBeouf for Transplant. And folks will remember that Hamza Haq and Laurence LeBeouf won in the male and female ca- female categories last year. Uh, to me, I think that they're probably the the, the front runners in this one. But again, uh, you know... <laughs> And it all depends, right? I mean, if you look at Hudson and Rex, that's a little bit more of a lighthearted drama. Uh, Amy and I spoke about Moonshine last uh, last time. Uh, we, we talked about how it's a little bit out. It seems like it's a little bit out there in the drama category because there are some very funny moments in, in Moonshine. Um, and then you've got those three leads in the Porter, uh, you know, fighting uh, fighting for a trophy as well. So, you know, again, I, 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 I can't help but, but think that Transplant might, one of the, the co-stars in, in Transplant might take this, but really you can't argue with any of the performances in this category because they've just all been so good. Wow, what I've learned is that when there, you only have one person uh, talking, uh, you can whip through a bunch of stuff really, really quickly. Um, I think, uh, you know, the, because I'm getting... You know, to the end of this podcast and talking about the lead, uh, the lead performer categories. I think what I might do is um, what you might hear in the coming weeks um, is, if you know, aside from being stuck with just me, I think I might augment this podcast with some clips from interviews that I do. Um, I think that that might be kind of cool um, to hear some different voices in here and, and some chats that I have uh, with people as I'm interviewing them for coverage on on TVA. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be it for, uh, this week's podcast. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at TV underscore EH. And of course, please follow and visit, excuse me, visit TV hyphen EH.com where you'll get, uh, coverage of, uh, news reviews, interviews, and previews about Canadian television. Uh, but for now that wraps up the TVA podcast and now back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs>